Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> <laughs> And now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Playoffs. The NFL playoffs continue along tomorrow, but it's winding down. It's already championship Sunday. feels like the playoffs just started, but tomorrow it's time to decide who's actually going to the Super Duper Bowl, and we will have your picks for that coming up a little later on. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you, live on a Saturday night, January 27, 2024. I'm Dre. He's Jay. It's that time. The conference finals tomorrow, Baltimore, Kansas City, and then San Francisco, Detroit, doing battle to decide who goes to the big game. Uh, Jay, our battle uh, for Pink's supremacy is going to, as always, come down to the wire. You did what you wanted to do. You flipped the script on me. You took the games that we disagreed on uh, last week. So now you're the one in the lead. No fun when the rabbit's holding the gun. And now it's up to me to decide, do I want to just go along with your picks and uh, ape your picks and push it off to the big game, make it one game for all the marbles? Or do I want to stick with my picks and and actually risk losing it all? Uh, it might be over tomorrow if I decide to do that. Interesting. You know, this is a... Not normal for you the last few years. Uh, you've usually been in the you know in the driver's seat going into championship weekend, and by virtue of my three and one and your one and three last week, uh, yeah, I actually find myself with a late lead. This is the first lead I've had in a long time this season because mm-hmm. I had that run where I was ahead of you back around October, right before I went on my uh, vacation, and I had that month of four straight Sundays where I hardly got to watch any football. And I just watched that my lead just evaporate and I'm 10 games down on you. And now I've, I've actually got a lead. And with the points, the way they are, there's only three outcomes uh, with the points, the way we do them. If I'm not mistaken, you cannot win outright this week. Uh, no, if even if I both took picks. both from you. Right. Cause you would end up being, I want to say just short of, the eight points necessary. Um, you could win one from me. I could win one from you, and that doesn't. But if I win them both and you lose them both, it's over. It's all over. I mean, it would be a bold strategy. I did that to you several years ago, um, disagreeing with you in a championship weekend when I did not need to and won them both. So 
I, I'll be interested to see what you decide to do. Obviously, um, I'll pick first. That's usually what we do when it gets to this mm-hmm. point, and then you can decide if I took your pick and you want to change or you really do agree with me, but you're just going to go along with, you know, you're, you don't agree with me, but you're going to go along anyway. So, yeah, this is uh, this is when the strategery uh, comes into play. That's right. Really good to show off our geniusness. Yeah, I mean, you could force, yeah, do you force me to win three games? Do you force me to win one? Uh, do we just disagree and push? There's this whole lot of outcomes here, but, you know, none of them can give anybody the outright win other than I win them both, it's over. Uh, the only thing I'll tease for our picks uh, coming up at the end is one of these games I knew exactly who I wanted the moment the matchup was made, and the other one I flip-flopped all the way to yesterday. Oh, so. okay. I was more of a flip-flopper on the picks last week, and it's funny because the game that we flip-flopped, I think the both of us flip-flopped on the most, we lost, which which, which was Green Bay and San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was late coming to that one, and I think you were too, because you talked about that. How you, you know, because you were riding that whole plane with house money angle, and that that could have gotten you a win. I mean, right. Um, but we'll see. Um, because yeah, it, the game is just beginning for us with the point. And obviously, it's just you know we're playing for pride. I haven't won in a lot of years, so I want to <laughs> win. I'm sure um, you do. It's been a while. Uh, people who are late to the podcast think I never win these. I actually used to win these quite often, folks. Uh, <laughs> we, we we don't have a lot of that committed to the podcast. But back in the old days, it, it wasn't always just uh, Dre uh, running away with it every no. year and, and, and me forcing him to pick the Super Bowl correctly uh, every year, which you've been on a roll. Uh, yeah, it so used to be excited. quite even over the years. I, I am excited. just Just to be going into – conference championship weekend with a lead feels very foreign to me <laughs> uh, you you may uh have the lead going into the super duper bowl or i might decide to just risk it all and try to run you down and uh and yeah. put the onus uh if, if i do that and take the lead back then again um that puts the the pressure back on me mm-hmm. uh to, to pick the super duper bowl correctly because you have to go against me no matter what I no pick, has been Correct. has been what it, what it's come down to the last several years. Um, and like yeah. you said, I've gotten lucky and gotten that pick correct uh, in the in the big game. Uh, but if you have to do it this year, then you would have to be the one to, to sweat for two weeks and yeah. make sure you pick the right one. So that that's well, the strategy. You, the, that's what we got to decide. The two picks that I have for tonight, all week. <laughs> okay. I was like, bang bang, this is what I'm doing. So all right, I'll be interested to see. And we're only picking two games. I'll be interested to see how we uh, kind of mesh up or disagree with those. Yeah, but we got that big breakdown coming up later in our football. <laughs> 90 hot minutes tonight of football. We're going to get into our awards for last week. You know how we do it by now. The best and the worst, the smartest and the dumbest, all that good stuff. What happened in the NFL last weekend for the divisional round? Uh, as we talked about the picks, uh, the Packers, that was a few too many points for them. They wind up covering the spread and uh, but not winning against San Fran. That was the game that we both lost. We both had the Niners and gave the nine yeah. and a half. Uh, on uh, the early Saturday game, I thought I'd looked good with the Texans uh, getting nine and a half, and they were tied at the half, and then they decided to not score in the second half. So 
Uh, the Ravens, of course, run away with that one. Jay got that pick over me. We both had the Lions correctly over the Buccaneers. Uh, Jay even said it would be a close one. Uh, they were six-point favorites, and Jay had them by seven, and they won by eight. So uh, definitely saw that one the right way. And then the main event Sunday evening, somehow the Bills find a way to lose the game. They were going back and forth with the Chiefs. It was a yeah. great game. So, uh, But the Bills, once again, find a way to come up on the losing side, which Jay had that correct, and I didn't. Therefore, uh, my 3.3 points lead uh, evaporates because Jay gets nine points last week, and I only get three, which means Jay is now up by 2.7. He's got 112 points even. I've got 109.3. And that's why it comes down to the conference finals where I get to decide, do I want to go against Jay on one of the picks, which are worth five points each? Do I want to go against him on both of them uh, and try to really uh, take a hammer lock and take that lead back? Uh, Or do I want to just go along with him and pick whatever he's got, even if I disagree, which means he would still have the lead, but he would have to pick the Super Bowl correctly because if he doesn't, then I would win and get those big eight points. Right. So that's what we're looking at coming up with our picks after we do our awards for now, week for this week, for this past week. There, there is a there is a thought that disagreeing with me on one does not hurt you because right. you'll either get the lead or I'll be up by seven point seven points. So I still have to pick the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, um, it wouldn't matter. Right. So, but that, you know, that if you just feel so strongly, like, no way, you're dead wrong, I'm going against you, I'm taking that lead back, that, 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 this is the fun, this is the strategy, of, you wouldn't think there's a lot of strategy with only three games left in the season, but there is, folks. There sure is. So we'll I see how that all... Season. And I completely punted <laughs> and made you pick the Super Bowl, and I had the Eagles, uh, which I wanted, and could make right. the Chiefs, and I looked great for... What fifty minutes? <laughs> Chiefs had them right where they want them, baby. Oh they do. man, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so once again, by virtue of uh, having a better week, you get to do yeah, what you've been right back. been used to doing, <laughs> like which tennis. is going first, <laughs> going first in the R in, in our awards. So I yeah. get to ask you, who or what do you think was the best? of the uh, divisional round conference semifinal weekend. Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, this was an easy one for me. And you talk about players leveling up, right? So, somebody leveled up last week. Somebody got a monkey off their back, shook a really bad reputation that they had earned. And, of course, I am talking about the one and only Dr. Lamar, MD, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, uh, Yes, who do you think you are? He was one one hell of a game. Absolutely took over the second half of that game through the air and and uh, on the ground. And that was different where we hadn't seen Lamar Jackson playing that way all year. And boy, did he have some fresh legs finally come playoff time, right? He didn't wear himself out, beat himself to a pulp. During the regular season, he played a lot in the pocket. He ran, but it wasn't like this. Like, he had purpose. Uh, yeah, 16 to 22 for 152 yards and two touchdowns. Doesn't look all that exciting, but when you put 11 rushes for a hundo and two more touchdowns on top of that, that's one hell of a day. Uh, yeah, they, they put down uh, Houston. We, we talk about – we had the sunning wrong, right? Last week we thought mm-hmm. – you thought – you were talking about it on the show – 
that the sunning was going to be San Fran and Green Bay. No, this was the sunning. Yeah. Uh, Houston only gets one, uh, and they looked every part of the team that did not belong, like like the the house money team and you know the cards the the table turned. The cards went against them really quick. And that was you and me at the ultimate table when we were in Vegas. Oh, uh, man. Was, was the Houston cards up, were great, and then Jeez. when those cards took turn, man, Ooh. it went south, Ooh. and it went south quick. And, yeah, there was just – there was no coming back for the Houston Texans. Dr. Lamar, MD, best of the week. Oh, God, those memories of uh, going to whatever that casino we went to before we went to the show. And – I, n- yeah. I had never in my life lost $200 so fast. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Looking around like, how did how'd that happen? So, my goodness. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely uh, a stunning in the second half. Uh, C.J. Stroud was not up to the task. Um, they played a, a standstill for a half, and I was feeling pretty good. I was like, I, I, I see what they're doing out there. I see them blitzing, and I see them uh, – forcing Lamar into situations that he's not comfortable with. And, uh, boy, did the, uh, the, the Ravens turn that around and uh, in the second half, uh, which I won't go on too much about because I have an award for it. But, yeah, uh, Lamar absolutely uh, killed some demons uh, that were being rumored about him or talked about him going into the game. I talked about it when I made the pick. Lamar Jackson, playoff mm-hmm. Lamar. Playoff uh, Lamar his- is dead. Yeah, right. Going into last weekend, it was about as ugly as playoff Dak. Uh, but right now, there's no comparison. <laughs> yeah. After no. last week, the, the Dak Dak wishes he could put out a performance like that. Uh, the Cowboys might still be playing if he if he could. But uh, yeah, hats off to uh, to Lamar MD. Uh, really did get it done. It looks like a different player, like a different quarterback, uh, a different Lamar than we're used to seeing. And uh, yeah, the Ravens feel great about everything, and and as well they should uh, if he can keep playing up to that level, then they're going to feel very, very good in the future. The best to me, uh, as I pause early to cough. Ah, you know, I, I talk about how you have a, a retail job. So you get a job where you uh, use your voice during the day. Um, and I don't, I don't use my voice. Oh, I, I wasn't yeah. working anyway, but even if I was working, I, you know, I'm just sitting there at a, at a keyboard all day. So I don't really talk. So well, this is the first time I'm coming back. That was a long pause. Yeah. I was like, uh Oh, this is it for Dre. <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, what, what a way to, what a way to win. No, this is, uh, this is the only, uh, the only time I really get to talk at length during the, you know, during the day. So sometimes my voice, uh, responds well to that and sometimes uh, as you can hear it does not but uh the the best to me uh of the week i i thought was pretty obvious uh, myself you, you uh, say lamar was obvious to you and and he, and he was uh but i guess i was looking not so much at an individual performance but the theater of bill sheets was the best of the weekend we we said it was the main event of last weekend yep. and it lived up to it of course it was uh, the main event and, and, and just a back and forth affair. It was great. It was, it was a pinnacle rivalry uh, in football today. It lived up to all the hype. It wasn't a perfectly played game, but it was close to perfect the way they were uh, dropping bombs back and forth with each other. And, and I don't think any other two teams would have played any better on that day uh, with with the cold and the wind. 
Uh, I think they, I think the Bills and the Chiefs played that game about as well as it could be played. Uh, Travis Kelsey called it quote instant classic, uh, and we make fun of people who do that sometimes. But I think this this fits. This is another uh, installment in the chapter of that rivalry, um, and it fits right in. And he probably says that even if the uh, Buffalo kicker doesn't choke, but I'm sure that helped out uh, a lot as well. Right. Um, it was it was it was a great television show. That's what it's uh, you know it's what it's supposed to be. I'm sure it got a, a, a a monster rating. Uh, Bills fans will maybe never get over the result of it, but the theater of it, the, the great uh, TV show, uh, well, it was exquisite. It was absolutely the best uh, of the weekend. Uh, games like that to have that kind of hype, usually they don't live up to it. That game absolutely lived up to the hype. No, I agree. I agree. It was. It was. I, I'm always worried about being hyperbolic. I don't think this was to the level of the 13-second game, right? No, which, nothing which, to live up which to Which truly was, I mean, that was just two heavyweights just, you know, punch, counterpunch, back and forth the whole game. Uh, this game had a lot more nuance. It was a lot more sloppy uh, than the other one. Um, and obviously there were missed, some missed moments and, and, and things in this game, and we've got a lot of awards, and I don't want to, you know ruin anything because I'm you know with only four games I'm sure we're going to have a lot of duplicate things uh, many duplicate things from certain games and and this was the big highlight game of the week and yeah it lived up to it um I thought you know the 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 Chiefs did what they needed to do what I I said last week if you want to be the man you've got to beat the man and the Bills they tried but they ended up just not being up to the task and uh a lone touchdown in the fourth quarter gives the Chiefs the lead, and they, they hang on to it. Uh, Buffalo goes scoreless the rest of the way. Uh, they, get, they had multiple opportunities with the ball, and they just they couldn't capitalize, culminating in that just field goal. Definitely had their chances. Uh, nobody can complain about them not getting an opportunity. Nobody no, can complain about there. them. Yeah, the, the, the clock running out, or anything. They, they absolutely had their chances and, and couldn't take advantage. But yeah, like something goofy happened on like the first five plays of the game. Um, just back and forth already, like right off the bat. It's like, just, just get your popcorn, just settle in. Cause it's going to be one yeah. of those games. Um, and, and you know, when it settled down, uh, the bills are shoving, uh, on offense. Uh, they're sort of ground and pounding and the chiefs, yeah. uh, taking advantage of the bills, uh, in the air and the bills clearly being shorthanded uh, in their back seven. And, that kind of wound up being the the game and and wound up being the difference. Uh, but but watching it play out was like I said, just great theater. Right. We 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 talked about it all season long that the the, the Bills depleted secondary, especially it was just mm-hmm. going to come back to get them eventually. Right. It, it was their offense was sustaining a level over this last couple of months on this run putting a Band-Aid on the defense that's been missing its top players and just kept losing people every week. And, yeah, do the Bills win this game if they're 100% on defense? Probably, but you, you don't get to play 100%. The Chiefs were – nobody's 100% in January. Sure. No, so it's easy, to, it's easy to say that, but they were not just missing guys. They were missing high-leverage guys. You brought up a point that I don't have an award for. The Bills were bullying the hell in the first mm-hmm. half out of the Chiefs and completely got away from it in the second half. Right. No, they, they, uh... they looked like the team that panicked, you know? Yeah, they did. 
And they completely uh, – because that offensive line and that running game, I mean, even the commentator on the game, they were talking about how the Bills were just – you know, they were pushing them around. Mm-hmm. And I don't think – you don't just man up from that. The Bills changed. Something changed, right? <laughs> um, and they started to get down. They get down in the third quarter, and it was like as soon as the Chiefs hit them back and took the lead, they went into – We'll run every once in a while. They they sprinkled in, but they did not have many rush attempts in the second half at all. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of disappointing to see after what looked like it was going to be that, that, that what they did to Dallas, just this, we're just going to maul you, which they can clearly do if they set their minds to it. They're just not smart enough to set their minds to it. <laughs> um, and I do have an award on what I think happened uh, yeah. at the end of, uh, of that game, so I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um but then uh, time for you to get to your worst yeah. of the divisional round. Uh, boy, there were a few. Yeah. Uh, thank God, thank God we have multiple bad awards. Because sometimes <laughs> it's I've got this basket of bad things, and I just have to figure out what fits the best. Mm-hmm. I but I've never seen a team or a coach specifically just up and quit at the end of a playoff game. That Todd Bowles. <laughs> Upped and quit. I don't care if you just if you don't think you've got a shot. You've got the other team. What'll be a fourth and twelve at the at your thirty yard line. Thirty seconds left, and you went home with a timeout in your pocket. They were going to have to either punt. They were going to have to try a forty-eight yard field goal, and if they miss that, you're at midfield with thirty seconds to go. And they just – how do you go home with a timeout in your pocket in an eight-point game, which shouldn't have been an eight-point game because they had no reason going for two when they yeah. scored. So Todd Bowles at the end of that game and the decision-making of the Tampa Bay Bucks just absolutely blew me away. And in a in a division-round game, to see that level of mismanagement, first of all, going for two for no reason. This isn't a regular season game. Why, why put yourself in that position? You kick the extra point. You're down seven. Right? You score a touchdown, easy. Extra point, tie, or go for two then and try to just sneak out a win on the road if you're that worried about it. And then you go home with a timeout in your pocket and 30 seconds left on the clock. So, Todd Bowles, I don't know what you were thinking. That was the worst of the week. (laughs) Uh, What what network was that one on? It was, uh, I think the broadcasters were... It might have been NBC. I think the broadcasters were trying to get into a little bit of the uh, analytics and explain why it's actually a good thing to go for a, a go for two down eight instead of just taking the extra point. Yeah, and I don't think even the broadcasters at this point believe most of the <laughs> right. explanations of the analytics that they're giving. First of all, they don't understand the analytics anyway. Um, but second, they're just basically trying to justify some of these decisions by saying, well, the percentages say that if you go for two here, mm-hmm. then it'll be 40% chance of something or other. I don't think they really know what they're talking about with some of those things. Right. Um, it'd be nice if they could explain what goes into those percentages, but I don't think they know. They're just talking about a graphic that some producer put up on the screen, but I don't think they actually know what the thing means. Right. Uh, I, I don't think Bowles had any kind of analytics go into that. I think he just wanted to be down six instead of seven because then he right like they it, it it was the play of a team that knows they're not the better team and they're trying yeah. to sneak a win on the road, which is great in the regular season. 
Yeah, that's the shit that you do when you know you don't belong. Like, Belichick would not right. do that. Because the Bucks did what the Bucks do. Right. Right? I mean, Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards. He aired mm-hmm. out a bad secondary, just like we said he would. And they got that touchdown, about five minutes left to go. And uh, then after that, then not calling that timeout and at least making the other team try to do something. Something bad could happen, right? You could block a punt. You could take one back to the house. They could miss a field goal. There's all, they're not going for it. I, I know that Dan Campbell likes to – they're not going for it on fourth and 12. <laughs> well, uh, I don't put anything past that guy. But I, I'm just saying, but you get all you got to do is get the ball to midfield and you're a Hail Mary away from a miracle. But you at least got to take a shot. You're in the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? So um, – Everyone's being a little too hard on Todd Bowles. Uh, you know, he's trying to preserve and, and save his team for, for next week. You know, he, he, sure. he knows the game is over, and, yeah, and he's over. just trying to, you know, trying to trying to rest his guys and then give him a, a bit of a break. You know, so they'll be they'll be nice and fresh for the for the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I I don't I I, I was I, I'm like everyone else. I have my arms up in the air, like what what's what, what, are, you what are you doing? The call what? time, yeah. Uh, I can't okay. imagine Bucks fans yelling at their TV. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, thirty seconds left. A lot can happen oh. in the NFL in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen 13, in thirteen seconds. Thirteen. Uh, you beat me to it. I was about to say a lot can Sorry. happen in thirteen seconds. No, you you got it. Uh, so yeah, good call for for your worst. My worst of uh, last weekend. You only give fuel to the folks saying you're the weak link and you're the only quarterback in the Elite Eight that uh, wasn't a first-round draft pick or you're a system quarterback. That's your favorite one. Uh, (laughs) You only give them fuel when you go out uh, and play like Brock Purdy played uh, against Green Bay. I I mean, the rain was strong, so I'm sure that obviously was – but it was strong for Jordan Love, and he played well until the end. Uh, But but Purdy was not good at all. Looking like the stage uh, as a number one seed was uh, a bit much for him. He kind of looked like he was uh, wilting under under the stage lights there. Uh, his accuracy was obviously an issue. He tried to throw using a glove. He took that off. He was in his drop back at one point and still wiping his hand, like in the middle of the play, uh, as his uh, you know before throwing the ball. Uh, you know, I I never I don't think I've ever seen that before. You're sitting there wiping your your hand on your leg. Uh, and then you got to regrip the ball and try to throw. Obviously, that throw was incomplete because that's not exactly. You're the quarterback between us. You're the one that actually uh, played quarterback and with our pickup football team. Is that optimal for quarterback play? Because I don't think it is. You, you got to wipe your your hand in the middle of the play and then try to regrip the ball and then throw it accurately. I mean, I can tell you, it sucks throwing a wet ball because we didn't have towels and no, you know. So we were just we were just wet and we were playing in snow. I, I was about to say, not just web, but I didn't mud. have a problem. <laughs> I really didn't have a problem. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy apparently does. So you, he does. You, you, got, you got one thing over Brock. You, yeah. you don't it have a problem with help. the wet ball. It also doesn't help that Brock Purdy, and credit to the Niners for being so lucky, threw about four balls that should have been picked. Mm. At least that is, in that this game. Is true. There was a repeat of the uh, Darnell Savage pick six off Dak. Yeah. It was the exact same route the exact same play, almost at the exact same point on the field, and it just, whoop, right through Darnell Savage's hands. Mm. I think he was seeing a house call back-to-back right. weeks 
Right. And there were another, there were at least three other throws where Purdy was throwing in the traffic where if the Packers DB were just looking around, easy interception. You know, Brock Purdy did play terrible. So I'm glad you called that out. Uh, 23 of 39 for 252 yards. Uh, we we love the uh, the yards per average uh, with, with the uh, 49ers, especially through the air. 6.5 yards per pass. Um Two and a half yards per attempt less than his average on the season. That's a lot. That's a big drop for yeah. one game. Uh, yeah, he was he was ass. Brock Purdy was was the worst of the week to me because they're they're lucky that that they won that game. Well, especially with all this MVP talk, mm. if there's an MVP on that offense, it's it ain't him. It's McCaffrey. I was about to say, there's about three or four other guys I think is, that might be more valuable than than old Brock. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not a Brock out. hater either. No, I'm not saying that. I don't. What do we talk? He's great system. The system quarterback. Um, <laughs> Is that he's great again? in that system. He's great in that system. They no, they they had the mask and the gun. They they got away with one <laughs> against Man. the Packers. The Packers gave them everything they could handle. Yeah, they sure did. Aaron Jones continued to run strong. They were they were pushing the Niners early, like they did with the with the Cowboys. Um, so they were controlling the clock. Um, and the Niners didn't have the uh, the answers at least early yeah. on. Uh, so yeah, that one that that looked like a a real uh, struggle. That looked like a real chance to for for a huge upset all night, and then sort of yep. miraculously at the end, Purdy puts it all together uh, on the last drive. So uh, I, I guess he did it when he when he needed to, when uh, you know when it came down to it, he got it done. Give him credit for that. But overall, right. worst of the week. That, that was not good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't have any awards uh, as I'm looking through here for Brock Purdy and the and that and that Niners uh, effort, but it wasn't good. It was it was. I don't care if it's in the rain. It was raining. It wasn't just raining when you had the ball. Nope. And, uh, you know, but Green Bay nine win team. Kind of. You know, I don't want to give Kyle Shanahan like the Belichick treatment, but what you see a lot with good teams, especially really good teams, is especially against a weaker opponent who's giving you everything, just give them long enough and they'll screw up, right? Yeah, they they really and did kind of wait until the last second. They waited second out to... the Packers, and eventually the Packers just, you know, did uh, did something that the, sec- like the youngest team to ever make the playoffs would do, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Jordan Love at the end of that game threw one of the yeah. this is in Detroit balls um, <laughs> to end that thing, and it was, it was but the, that uh, of the in this run that the Packers went on, uh, give him credit. That's like the first Yaha ball he's thrown. He's played some unbelievably smart football up to right. that throw. Absolutely. So people here, I can say, were disappointed, but nobody was. Like it, it, the most depressing part was how high the hopes were during that. Like, oh, we could do this, you know. Right. But when they did lose, everybody seemed because we were at a, a Packer party and a lot of you know big time Packer fans. So they're like, yeah, but this team shouldn't even be here, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so good for them. They got the experience. Uh, but the Niners, yeah, they dodged. They dodged a bullet, and they've got a better team coming to their house this week. So they they better be ready. Much better. A um, couple couple of points in there. And I always you know you know you always say stuff and I get, and I have a counter to it and then we move sure. on and I forget about them. So let me spit them out uh, while I'm thinking about them. The what the uh, what the Niners did. Uh, I'm the horse racing fan uh, between us. Uh, oh, you, 
favorite horses. They, I don't know if they, you know, they're think, obviously they, they can't be thinking along, you know, with the uh, with the strategies of the races. But sometimes it almost seems like they are. Like some favorites uh, will not go out anywhere near the lead. They will sit there uh, all the way until the last turn and, and wait for the last furlong of the race, and then get on the uh, find a hole on the rail and just fly yeah. by everybody else. Like where he come from? How that? What what happened? <laughs> uh, sometimes it, it's and, you know the jockeys uh, control that as well, but. Uh, that's what the Niners did. They just waited and waited and waited, and then they found their opening at the very last uh, furlong and, and fired through and won that race. Um, and then as far as uh, Packers fans' reactions to uh, Jordan Love's uh, mistake and all this good play leading up to that, uh, it's a matter of perspective as far as uh, your fan base and what kind of fans you are. Because unfortunately, if this were uh, – Justin Fields putting forth this kind oh. of effort to get the Bears into the playoffs and have, <laughs> and have a, 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 lot, a whole lot of great play and a big upset in the first seven seed to beat a two seed, all of that stuff. Yeah. And he went through all of that and got to the end and made that throw. Uh, he'd be getting killed the entire oh. offseason. That's the you know, worst, the worst I'll tell you what, I've ever you know what, seen. Do you know what Packer fans are the most excited about? Hmm. That they did all that. And Joe Barry still got fired. <laughs> they wanted they wanted his ass out of town on a rail, and they they clamped down, and they still fired him. They knew that that defense needed some work. So good on the. I didn't give them smartest of the week, but thank you Packers for not <laughs> not finding. You know, don't you believe it? Because that's what it could have been if they would have kept Joe Barry, because he was not good this year. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that firing. I was like, "Wow, that's uh, take some stones to do that after the uh, the season yeah, that they had." No, what takes stones was the Bucks firing their head coach. <laughs> <laughs> that one took stones when you're thirty seven and ten or whatever it is. Or yeah, that was just weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that stones or just a major power play by Doc Rivers. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure what happened. Maybe he was banging the owner's wife. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know either. All right, so that wasn't your uh, smartest uh, of no, my weekend. smartest. What was your smartest? I'll tell you, my smartest of the week. We're going back to the first game of the weekend, and that ten ten tie in that Ravens Texans game, and you felt like they were a little slow getting out of the gate, and you know they just barely got that engine going, and a little shell shocked after that punt return after they had completely dominated the first half. And we we bag on coaches all the time for not making halftime adjustments, right, Mike McCarthy? Um, Your guy. Dan Dan Quinn. um, (laughs) But whatever John Harbaugh and the offensive and defensive coaches of the Ravens came up with when they adjusted at halftime, they unleashed Lamar. They gave him the keys to the car, and they said, go, run, just all, all bets are off. They played it like it was the last game of the season, and they just absolutely curb stomped the Houston Texans and smothered them. I mean, that was that was the big chief smothering Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If you've ever seen that, oh my that's just, goodness, that's, that's just big chief laying on on uh, on poor Jack. <laughs> at the end, that's how it was. That was a smothering end of wow. that game. Yeah, old movie reference there, folks. Uh, <laughs> Very old. Thank you. It's like the 70s. We're old. Um, but it's an all-time classic. All-time classic. Um, If you get it, that's even better. Uh, Shout out to our uh, psych teacher. uh, Damn, what was his name? 
I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember either? Damn it. No, um, I don't but, remember. But we we were we we're looking at his face, uh, curly white hair, glasses. Uh, oh, sure. Really, really bright guy, but God, we cannot remember his name. I think it started with an M. Uh, but that's why I know the movie is because he showed it oh, during, yeah. during his class. So if you envision the last scene, you know, the last few minutes of that movie, of <laughs> guy getting smothered with a pillow, that's what Baltimore did to Houston, and that's oh, my, my smartest goodness. of the week. <laughs> the psych teacher also showed us uh, Clockwork Orange, which still oh, my God. today. <laughs> yeah. You might, you know, you might be, I'm glad I didn't have that class. Okay, so no wonder you I, – now I know why you are the way you are. That, that class is a is point one percent of why I'm the way I am. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But yeah, I know. Hey, got to give it to. Yeah, how many high schools right now, right, would show kids Clockwork Orange? You oh hell no today hell no you can't do that. Um, oh no, I, I all the girls in that class that that's who I felt sorry for watching that scene. I'm like, oh my god, what are we watching? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. No, you definitely can't show that. Uh, shit, we saw that. We saw um, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. We saw yeah. uh, do, do the Right Thing, which uh, is a great message movie to show uh, kids, except sure. uh, for that for that Rosie Perez scene uh, with the ice cubes and <laughs> in, in their naked breasts. That part is maybe not something you should should have been. Well, I'm sure that was kids. informative on your youth. Uh, I still remember it very vividly. Well, uh, <laughs> kings of non sequitur, folks. No kidding. Rosie Perez, shout out to Rosie Perez, baby. And and Big Chief. Good job, Big Chief. <laughs> shout out to Big Chief and Jack Nicholson and uh and Stanley Kubrick and and Spike Lee and Rosie. Rosie, I still love oh, you. I, I swear to God. Uh where the hell were we? Um Best of the, what was your smartest of the week here? Smartest of the oh, week. Oh. That's that's why I'm I'm stretching time. Because I concur. Uh oh. <laughs> Halftime okay. adjustments. Yes, yes. absolutely. In that is, boy, that was the was that the master class in halftime adjustments? No kidding. The Texans were blitzing the hell out of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, he was looking for the long ball uh, in the first half, but he didn't have time to get it there. So after the 10-10 tie in the first half, Lamar and uh, his offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, his quarterback coach, uh, uh, T. Martin, uh, they make the adjustments. He, he uh, gets rid of the ball much quicker in the second half. Uh, Peter King had the numbers in his column uh, per the next-gen stats. Lamar's first half time to throw was 3.53 seconds. Second half, half 2.7. They knew yeah. exactly what was happening. And they said, okay, get rid of it faster, and if they come for you, just take off and run and do your thing. Uh, add in the the runs uh, when Houston was in man coverage and not looking at him. He's just okay, fine. I'll just take off and run since you're not looking at me. Uh, and the Texans had no chance, uh, absolutely yeah, no I, chance. There was and a talking well, head earlier in the season on what, and there's so many of them. I don't remember who they were, so I can't give credit where credit to do. Who basically was talking about how halftime adjustments are overrated. Uh, whoever that player, former player, was just probably had shitty coaches. Like they must or, have played for Mike McCarthy, um, because or just it, wasn't very bright and didn't understand. Right, them. a badly coached team would have come out in the second half and just thought, "Well, we're better, and we're just going to keep doing the same thing." No, no, no. The Ravens no. saw what was happening and they adjusted. And once they made the adjustment, I mean, it was game over. I mean, all yeah. all their three straight touchdown drives in the second half for Baltimore and Houston couldn't go anywhere. That's why they got smothered with a pillow by the big chief. Back to the big chief. Back to the back to the big chief. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll move on from all of that. So we definitely concurred on that one. Uh, your dumbest of last weekend. Oh, I don't know if we're going to concur on this one, but I have a sense we might. Probably uh, will. <laughs> quote, unquote, comeback player of the year. Oh, jeez. Damar Hamlin gets the most fan servicey fake punt call <laughs> that you'll ever see, and it just completely blows up in the Bills' face in their own territory. Later in the game, in the second half of the game, they decide, uh, and we see him, he's motioning from the right side of the formation to the left, so something looked off to begin with. But whatever it was, the Chiefs absolutely sniffed it out. Direct snap to DeMar, comeback player of the year, DeMar mm-hmm. Hamlin, who just immediately gets stuffed for a loss, doesn't even get close to picking up the yardage that they needed on the fake punt, and just sort of went kind of hand-in-hand with the Bills losing their shit in the second half of that game. If, if that was the poster child play of the Bills' second half against the Chiefs, looking like the team who tried – they couldn't just beat him straight up. No, we got to try gadgets, and we have to do it with Demar because we need him to get that comeback player. Like they were doing, it was almost like a fan service, like like a WWE. Like they wanted the pop, and they, they the took pop a poll of the, the fans. Of what, what, you know, what 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 play do you want us to run next? What match do you want us to have? They took a poll. Yeah. Well, well, we need to get we need to get because imagine how that would look on the, the season DVD or on the mm. comeback player. We we need him to at least have one highlight if he's going to win comeback player of the year. Uh, nope, he died. Uh, it's almost a miracle that he's active. He was deactivated so much during the year, but they were so <sighs> short-handed. So man, he probably shouldn't even have been out there. No, you know no. what award that gets uh, for me because I was texting it to you as it was happening. Yeah. So, yeah, that was their first chance to answer uh, KC's last score uh, of the game yeah. there in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bills had, of course, three, cha- three chances, three possessions to try to answer. Yeah. This was their first uh, de- decision to try to answer. Uh, they stopped fourth and five at their own 30. Fourth and five. At their own mm-hmm. 30-yard line. Clear punt situation. Clearly. More than 12 minutes left in the game. You're still only down one yeah. possession. What are you doing? That's some balls of Staley right there. I mean, it really does remind you of Staley going forward on, the, on his own side of the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it doesn't feel good to punt in a back-and-forth game. So they decide, yeah, we're not going to punt. We're just not going to do it. I mean, your offense has a better chance of just getting the five yards. Your quarterback is mauling people. How about yeah. him? <laughs> your running back is mauling people. How about him? Nope. Damar Hamlin, who's a mm-hmm. safety and not a running back. And unfortunately, he failed to, to keep the drive alive. I, I'm just going to say it. I, I just think his heart just wasn't in it. Yeah. That that's a that's that's a major fail uh, by the the special teams coach Matthew Smiley. Uh, I, I take well, as soon as it happened, I text you. What you, the you fuck thumbs, was that fake? Sean McDermott had the thumbs up. That right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. This is why you guys uh, are on the couch. I, I don't know. I don't care how few guys were on the field for KC. I guess they had twelve men on the field, uh, and still, it, it doesn't matter. You can have 
seven men on the field. You're trying to get five yards with a guy with with a defensive back. What, right. what are you what what the what are you doing? It, it was that that was my exact reaction. What the fuck are you doing? And I texted you. But we're texting each so. other about yeah. like what is going on. You cannot do that with five yards to go, not yeah. using a running back. You you can't do that in that spot in that tight a game against the world champ. Seriously, what what the fuck was that? Come on. Yeah. What was your ah, dumbest so- of the week? That, that was definitely my Danielle. I went off the field for the dumbest just because I'm the coaching search stuff. What 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 are we doing? Oh like, my god! I know hiring Bill Belichick isn't cut and dry. Uh, he needs personnel power. He, he's bringing Boy Wonder Josh McDaniels as his OC wherever he goes. He's bringing his weirdo kids as the defensive coaches and de facto coordinators. It's basically handing your whole organization over to the guy. But if you're the Titans or the Potato Skins or the Falcons. You don't want to turn the franchise over to Bill Belichick, really? You're 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 afraid he's gonna uh, mess up your gleaming legacy of coaching hires, right? What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Your franchise, what about the Carolina will... Panthers, man. Oh my God, your franchise will suffer from giving him too much power, really? Really? None of your teams well, he, with open. He's clearly an unproven commodity. None of you are gonna do better than Bill Belichick. None of you. Like further and furthermore. Dallas and Philly and Chicago should have got rid of who they have to bring in Bill Belichick. Yes. In addition to the openings that are already out there. I, I'm I'm sorry. It, Bill Belichick is available. Go and coach. he's interviewing. And he's flying to your city and interviewing. He's actually putting forth the effort to interview with you. And now we'd rather have Raheem Morris. What the fuck oh. are we doing? Oh, my Come God. Come on. Radio Raheem. I'm sorry, that's just dumbest of the week to me. I, yeah. I hope Raheem Morris goes on and wins a title and shoves it up my ass. Good luck to you. I hope you do. Until that happens, until he proves that he's worthy of being hired for coach. I, I, if Phil Jackson interviews for a basketball coaching job and you interview him twice and come back and say, yeah, that's nice. I'd rather have Tom Thibodeau. I'll take him over you. What What are we doing? That's Phil Jackson. That that's the, the yeah, equivalent. I don't care who he wants to bring along with him. You know that's Bill Belichick. You say okay, Phil. Yes. So that was my dumbest of the week. Where can we? I don't, find I don't that understand Jack? it. No, it's been crazy, and I'm getting all the stupid X Twitter alerts from on the Falcons page this week about all the people they must have interviewed twenty people for that job. And, he was interviewing people off the street. And it came down to Raheem Morris. Really? Yeah. They might as well have just interviewed the guy who runs the Starbucks on the corner. <laughs> I, I don't have anything against Raheem Morris. I, he's I can't be Arthur Smith. <laughs> I know that's your guy. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't understand. All right, I'll get off of that. Uh, your biggest surprise of last weekend. I'm going back to the 49ers and the Packers game. My my biggest surprise was that young Packers team taking the Niners all the way to the brink. Um, It was a gutty effort. They they played really well. Uh, Jordan Love for all the way up until the Yaha ball at the very end of the game was composed. Aaron Jones was the man. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, 18 for a buck 08. Had himself a hell of a day. Romeo Dobbs, again, the number one receiver uh, for Jordan Love. And 
I just want to, you know, give them credit because that really was. I mean, we both had Niners squish. I think a lot of people had Niners squish. And to have that team up late, uh, you know, Packers are up 21-17 all the way up until uh, the one minute and uh, an 11 second mark of that game. Um, that surprised, I think, that didn't just surprise me. I think all the Packer fans, all the Diner fans, I think everybody watching that game was like, am I really seeing this? Right now, um, the Niners are, are getting taken all the way to the edge. And uh, I just want, you know, first you got to give them credit, but also that was the absolute biggest surprise of the week to me. Hey, what happened? Yeah, probably sitting there watching the game and doing that the, the entire way. Yeah. What, I mean, we're, what we're sitting there what watching happened? the game, I'm, and I'm, I, I'm just sitting there, and I didn't say it to jinx them, but I casually said, you know, if they beat these guys, they can go to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, it was right there. I mean, you just beat the "quote unquote" two best teams in the conference. Yeah, if you take out the Cowboys and the Niners, the like you can beat anybody. Yeah, yeah right. You just sniped the two best teams. All you got to do now is go to the uh, go to Detroit, who you destroyed on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, the sky was the it was right there for them, but as it usually happens, the, the better team won. And it took all the way, it took 58 minutes and 49 seconds, but the better team won. Yeah, again, the, the even odd favorite uh, horse uh, got on the rail and just, all right, I'm taking over, yep. I'm winning. So, enough about that game, but that was my surprise of the week. No, it, it was a surprise. I, I'm just so mad because I, if anyone should have seen that coming, it would be the guy who picked the, the Packers you to go into Dallas. over it. And nobody was taking the cow, uh, the Packers to go into Dallas the week yeah. before. Everybody thought that was fate complete. I mean, you played um, the house money angle like to a T, and then you just you jumped off. The, I, you just jumped off a week too soon. Yep, switched off. That's what I do sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, my biggest surprise of last weekend. Sure, you got a different award for this. There's so many different angles you can go. So I decided to slot this one into my surprise. Yeah. What in the name of Scott Norwood happened on that Tyler Bass kick? Why it was right? It was straight until it wasn't. <laughs> Man, uh, was it ever straight? I don't know if it was. It, it started out crooked. It, it felt like. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the two words you don't want to hear in Buffalo. Wide right. Wide right. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, making poor Norwood uh, his name trending on Twitter all night, which I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, and, and this oh, does that mean we have to change our? Page uh, picture now. Back to Norwood. No, no, back to go back. Now we get Tyler Bass. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! No, leave the poor guy alone. Yeah. No, I, I made it Russ uh, just because that was uh, that that lost the championship. That decision. That that was uh, even as heartbreaking as this was. I don't. I still that don't lost think it was a championship too. Uh huh. I still don't think it was as heartbreaking as as not giving it to Beast Mode. I still think that's the. Uh, that's the ultimate. That was a second down interception. I, I know. I know. Run that shit on fourth down. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the the Tyler Bass kick was the culmination of a 16-play, 6-minute, 40-second drive Man. where Project started it with a, a long one through the air that Stephon Diggs had right in his hands, couldn't bring it in. That could have been a TD. That could have gotten rid of all that drama right at the beginning of that drive. Project fumbles in the middle of the drive. That could have ended everything the other way for the Bills, uh, except the Bills were able to recover uh, the fumble. Um, and, and then the end zone shot that everyone talked about for uh, Khalif Shakir, 
after the two-minute warning that fell short. Like, he was open in the end zone, but Chris yeah. Jones got just enough pressure on, on Project to make him come up a little it. short. Yep. Uh, so, all kinds of drama leading up to the, the game-tying field goal attempt by Bass. And just when Bills fans uh, are, are trying to hyperventilate about, uh-oh, we're going to tie KC and give it back to Pat Mahomes with all this time left, nah, you ain't got to worry about it because he just sliced the kick right off the bat and you don't have to, yeah. to worry about all of that. Uh, man, that was that. That was a surprise. That, that was a big surprise. It was a lot of drama. Uh, it, it was a great ending, like I said, drama-wise to to a great TV show. Right. Uh, but yeah, that that was that was terrible uh, for for Bills fans, and it was a big surprise because that that was a forty-four yards, forty-one, forty. Oh, forty-one yards. Sliced it right off. Yeah. Uh, let me just verify that. Uh, Oh, I'm looking at the wrong game. Um, I think you're your buddy in Green Bay. I think that was 44 yards. Yeah, that was 44-47, but it, it no. wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not like 41's a gimme, but at that point, it needs to be a gimme. It pretty much is these days. Um, oh, 44, you are correct. 16 oh, okay. plays, 54 yards, 6 minutes and 40 seconds. Culminates, they got to the 26-yard line, and then they missed a 44-yard field goal. Wide right. Uh, it's just, just crushing, and, and a big surprise uh, to me, because I, 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 was, I was getting ready. I was getting my popcorn for the, for the I can overtime. tell you why it wasn't. Well, first of all, I had the Chiefs, so I wondered. <laughs> but I'm sitting there. I'm watching the game. My son and my mom, my mom was over watching the game, and I'm sitting there, and they line them up, and I just looked over at my mom, and I was like, watch them miss. Oh, well, you and saw he, that coming. I saw it coming. I was like, man, I got the script. Arian Foster sent me a copy <laughs> um, before the game. I knew what the script was. Okay. Uh, you, you and Weinstein with all the uh, the, the producers uh, producing yeah. the NFL this year. All right. Uh, so that was my big surprise. Uh, your, your letdown of, of last weekend. I'll tell you what. Josh Allen. I mean, we're going to go back to something mm-hmm. that you just talked about. Josh Allen gets this sort of like moniker of being coming up small in big games. And anybody who wants to tell me that, I will reference them. The 75-yard in-the-bucket bomb that Josh Allen <laughs> threw to Stephon Diggs as, as exhibit A, that this guy is not coming up small in the big game. That was no YOLO ball or Yaha ball. That it- was all-time NFL films, highlight Hall of Fame induction play happening, and Stephon Diggs, yeah! Um, right through his hands. Can't come down with it. That's your number one guy who has not been the most reliable this season and a little turmoil. Man, that to me was the big letdown because we talked about the uh, offsides costing us that Travis Kelsey lateral touchdown. You know, that's, like, that's all-time. That that yeah. that Josh Allen ball, it was yeah. seventy five to eighty yards. I mean, he threw it from his almost his twenty to almost the other twenty. <laughs> yeah, and and dropped it in the bucket. And you can't make a better throw than and under that pressure to make that throw and have your number one guy drop it and and, and take that away from us. That to me was my letdown of the week. Definitely part of a, a series of what could have been uh, for that game for the Bills. Right. Uh, no but doubt don't tell about me it. Josh Allen's a, a choker 
or, or, or can't make the big throw. It was, I mean, that was the biggest throw I've, one of the biggest throws I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a he's not a choker, uh, but I'm still referencing what I'm going to talk about. Well, what I saw out of him uh, for the end of that game, and, and I still haven't Uh-oh. gotten to that yet. Um, no, actually, this is a, this is a, this is my letdown. Um, so your letdown is, is is the same team in the same game, but you're talking about one end of it uh, with, with with Stephon Diggs not hauling in a catch that he absolutely Man. could have and should have called throw. in. All time throw. All time throw. I think uh, outside of that throw, despite that throw, late in that game, my letdown is I think Project turned into Karen Rogers. I'm sorry. You think he had some yips, or was he locking? I mean, what was that? The big knock on on Rogers, of course, in Green Bay was that he would uh, refuse to go big in playoff games because he was afraid of making the big mistake to cost the team the game. Yes, Project went huge for that throw in that one throw. But all the rest of those plays, Project, after all the Superman plays that he was making and throws across his body, because uh, uh, the Bills needed all of that the past two months, right? Playoff mode, liver, you know, got to got to do or die. We, we've yep. got to live or die with every play, with every game going forward for for the past two months. And he was making all the plays, even the bad ones, even the terrible throws, the yellow yaha balls, the yolo balls. Uh, everything, uh, but it was all part of the package. It's, it's, it's all him. This is who he is. Um, I, I think he turned into to, to Karen Rodgers. I think he stopped doing those type of throws in, in the fourth quarter of this game because he was afraid of losing the game uh, to, to Patrick Mahomes. He was in the middle of another titanic struggle and battle with Patrick Mahomes, and it felt like to me he turned in the fourth quarter into check down Charlie. Play not and to lose. Playing not to lose, playing not to make the big mistake that everybody's going to criticize him for. Um, I, I, that's unfathomable from that arm that he could do that. Um, yes, if Diggs hauls in that bomb, those numbers bounce up. Uh, but the numbers were, look, 4.8 yards per throw. Ah. 4.8 yards per oh. throw in that arm. Yeah. That's atrocious. 26 of 39 for a buck 86. No. Out of project. Now, yeah, 75 of that probably yeah. left on the field, but no, I get it. That's no. that's, that's not a day. <laughs> the, the numbers definitely bounce up with that catch, no doubt about it. A touchdown, no INTs. So it, it, does that not sound like a, a, an Aaron Rodgers uh, playoff game? That sounds game, like uh, somebody, yes, that sounds like somebody's numbers who played it very – that's a game manager's numbers. That's somebody who played it very safe. That's a 14-2 and two division – uh, champion losing to San Francisco in the cold. Yeah. Uh, that's that's some, definitely some an Aaron Rodgers Bradford game. Bradford numbers right there. <laughs> Your boy. Uh, yeah, he didn't try bombs like that um, enough to me. I, I understand you don't want to make the, the, the mistake. I understand you got all that uh, pressure from – I'm sure he still feels like you know he's the one that got Ken Dorsey fired. I'm sure he feels like he's the reason why the Bills are in that do or die spot to begin with, that they had a lot more talent than to the, the, the be into that spot. Yeah. But uh, it felt to me like he, he turtled uh, in the fourth quarter besides that one throw. It, he yeah. was doing a lot of other short throws besides that, and, and it didn't work out in the end. Well, to, and, and to your point, the longest reception of the day was 15 yards. That's terrible. That's terrible. Out of yeah. a player of that caliber. Out of somebody Especially came for into a the team game. that had established the running game. Like, it was there for sure. you to take some shots, in the, especially in the first half. 
You're mm-hmm. beating the brains out of these guys on the ground, uh, pushing them around and playing bully ball. And they did not take – you're right. They did not take the shots, and they got tight in the britches. They do the, I, think the, I think the Chiefs are in their head. They, they, they are kind of their, their daddy right now, and the Bills have to shake that. Otherwise, they're never going to ascend to that next level. They were battling. They were there with them. They were they were yeah. mano mano y mano. Uh, they, so they didn't have to be their daddies, but they let them be because at the end, I, I think Project sort of bent over and took it. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, uh, the Bills and Project. And I know that hurt you. Uh, that was your Super Bowl team, and it hurt me because you know I, I'm hipster Jay. But that's right. Yeah, yeah that, it that, definitely that hurt. I, I wanted the, my heart wanted the Bills to win, but my brain said you're not beating the Chiefs. As much as they, I, they, uh, they own you guys. Mm-hmm. No, no. As much as I projected them to to win the championship this year because I thought it was, uh, you know, their destiny. Uh, watching them lose like that, it, it makes me think their window just slammed shut on their fingers right there. I don't, I don't think there's come. I don't think they're coming back from that. But I, I've been wrong many times. You before. know, Maybe I don't that, know because I mean, there's there's still so much of a core there. They, they got to get that defense fixed. Yeah, they definitely got to get the defense healthier. But there's, to me, it, it just it felt like a finality to me. But, but we'll oh, see. sure. That 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 the Chiefs are their daddy and, and that. Well, we'll see. The Ravens are a different animal. So uh, <laughs> Ravens don't have a daddy. So that'll be a fun <laughs> game. That That is fun. I'll say mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think that the Chiefs-Ravens matchup is honestly more compelling than a Bills-Ravens. I don't think the Bills would have gone in there and had any chance the way the Ravens are playing right now. And who knows? We'll see what I have to say about the Chiefs. Maybe they don't have a chance, or maybe they do. Uh, I definitely disagree with, with with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep. No, if, if the Bills come out of that uh, Titanic struggle and actually overcome Oh, after slaying the, the Dragon, Chiefs, you don't think they let down against Baltimore? Or you think now they feel revitalized? No, that was sort of my point of picking them, is that they're in do or, they've been in do-or-die mode for two months to where it's normal for them now. Everything is... Sure. is nothing compared to what they had to go through just to make the damn playoffs. So uh, to, to overcome the Chiefs in that spot, I think, was sort of, the, you know, just pushing them even more forward than what they've already okay. been. I, I don't I don't think they could be uh, – I don't think anyone uh, could definitely say they could beat the, the Bills if they come through and, and win that game last right. week. Like, well, it's beat just anybody. one of those – it's one of those barroom discussions now because right. it'll never yeah. happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, so, yeah, Project and the Bills are definitely struggling, uh, but that wasn't my struggling. So. Struggling. Who's your I'll struggling? You I'll tell you, you already talked about one of them. I'm going to throw the other one in, and we're going to have ourselves a little pity struggling party for Andrews yeah. Carlson and Tyler Bass. <laughs> uh, my guy, Andrews Carlson, uh, with the worst kicking percentage. Like, you pointed it out. I, he was my X factor in the yep. first round because of all of his missed kicks. Six extra points, one of the lowest field goal percentages in the league. Um, they got by with it, and boy, did that come back to bite the Packers in the ass at the worst possible time. Misses a field goal that would have put them up seven, put a lot more pressure on San Francisco late. Not doesn't mean, and, and you don't know what happens after that point. The night they'll have to kick off. The Niners won't get the, the forty, almost like they did. So everything changes if he makes that kick, and the Packers have all the momentum, and they're up a full touchdown uh, with Brock Purdy the way. But no, you miss the kick, give them energy. They're only down four. Hey guys, all we need is a touchdown to win. And the Niners, they went and they did it. They dropped an interception. The Packers did also on that drive. Uh, which they were doing all day long, that would have iced it. Iced it. So, uh, Andrews Carlson, you can take the L. You're struggling. 
and of course Tyler Bass at the worst possible moment to tie what had been an epic, not the most epic Bills Chiefs game, but in the pantheon of of, of great Bills Chiefs playoff matchups that we just seem to get, and, that, and regular season games now too, um, that just have these sort of epic endings. And oh yeah, wide right, 40, 44 yard field goal to virtually ice it for the Niners, uh, for the Chiefs. I mean, so. Uh, two kickers, one who we shined the light on for the last several weeks, and then the other one we did not expect to shine the light on at all. Uh, both were struggling at the worst possible time. Oh, the the curse of Anders Carlson. Oh, my goodness. And I was uh, calling him out for weeks. And the Niners just, they were not in sync. Uh, again, that game was right there for the Packers to take. Yeah. Um they couldn't and, and get that Carl- last first down. That's all they just needed, that last first down. Don't put it in the kicker's foot, you know? Right. Uh, and that gave Purdy a last shot, one last drive for the lead. Uh, and he finally put, like I said, he finally put it all together uh, in that last drive. I don't know what was going on leading up to that, but uh, finally got some big plays off and hit some yeah. big receivers. Uh, Debo getting hurt early in the game uh, played a big part of that as well. Like they were right. uh, clearly not the same team. Uh, he, he had to make plays with, you know, Jawan Jennings and Chris Conley, and I'm sure he wasn't counting on having to do that. But uh, that's what the great quarterbacks have to do. If you really want to be considered great, Mr. Irrelevant, then you got to do things like that. And uh, it took him a while, but he finally did it. But, yeah, aided very much greatly by, uh, by again, the curse of Andrews Carls. Your, your guy. My guy. Oh, my goodness. Who who do you was Struggling. Struggling. Even more than the people of Buffalo, who have been struggling terribly after that game, even more than the place kicking all weekend, because those two guys were not the only ones that missed kicks. There's somebody else uh, that blew a field goal as well um, in in Houston, I believe. Um, Even more than all of that, no one struggled to me more than Tampa Bay pass protection. Oh, my God, dude, block somebody. I mean, anybody. We don't. We we basically called it out on the show when we picked the game that Detroit's got one rusher, right? And if you don't, uh, but they did. But if you don't block him at all, then uh, and and then anyone else that blitz, they didn't block. Them. How do you let these guys come free? It was several. It was like three or four guys that came yep. completely untouched. How do you keep doing that in a playoff game? How? Uh, it would be a terrible fail at the worst possible time to have a blocking scheme screw up and let someone get a free release at your quarterback, and the Bucks kept doing it repeatedly, <laughs> multiple times. They did. My, my guy, Brian Branch, came in unassisted on one. Nobody put a hand Untouched. on him. Untouched. Nobody even looked at him. <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah. what? The, huh? the running backs weren't picking up the blitz. All of a sudden, they'll highlight on the running back, and he's just watching. Like he turns around, and, like just sinks his head down. Like, oh man, that was my guy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Sorry, Baker. <laughs> we, we get the spatula. <laughs> right, Baker Mayfield laying on the ground with his arm in one place and his leg over there. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Sorry about that. And Baker hung in. And gave no. Tampa way more of a chance than they deserve. So he winds up yeah. three forty nine and three TDs. But so wait, really? Did, so did you turn around at all on Baker this season? Yeah, a little. Um, I you know I don't think he's great or, or anything no. like that. But he's a starter. Uh, he's a starter caliber quarterback. 
I, I had to have turned around a little because the idea that Tampa might, you know, let him go and start over and draft somebody, I actually think that's dumb. Like, just oh, keep okay. him. Yeah. What, what are keep you doing? Mike just, Evans just... and keep him. Yeah, and, and, and rebuild from there, yeah. Uh, he and really he, this game he had to do it all by himself. He had to do it despite his protection and not because of it. Eight quarterback hits by the Lions. Eight, yeah, four sacks. Oh, terrible! Ter- I, I don't remember seeing protection that bad in a playoff game in a in a long, long time. So, or, or kinda, your coach quits. <laughs> and and by the way, your coach quits at the end of the game. Man, uh, well, let's just say a, a word for Mike Evans in the season he had. He went off sure, in that game. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his, that's the that's the connection. Baker, if anything, during the season he knew he had Mike Evans. If anything else, he knows. Sure. Throw it up to Mike Evans. And wait, we have we have quarterbacks who aren't smart enough to do that. <laughs> right. Uh, so he, he he did he did fig, he did figure that out. But I I don't understand how you completely blow uh, protection schemes like that over and over again. All right, against a team that's not known for getting the quarterback on the ground. But anyone can get him on the ground when you come completely free and unblocked. Yes. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. you get to do your your Danielle. I get the last get one. You already did the Danielle. Nothing better than the absolute what must have been Carissa Thomas Thompson moment. Um, Aaron Andrews after halftime telling us that Debo Samuel is questionable return. While they're showing him standing there in street clothes, <laughs> and we 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 make the joke uh, since that thing came out about the uselessness of, of sideline reporters and this the, the questionable like the guys you know that could be snapped sideways right and they're taking uh-huh. him out on the ambulance about well his his, his return is questionable. Um, we actually got Aaron Andrews telling us about Debo Samuel's questionable to return as they're showing him standing on the sidelines <laughs> in street clothes. And the whole rest of the game, as I said, I was at a Packer party. The whole rest of the game, every time they showed him, you know what we all said? Oh, He's questionable to he's return. Questionable. <laughs> so to me, that was my what the fuck moment was, you can't do that. You can't throw your – first of all, your sideline reporter have a little more self-awareness, but then also the crew throwing her under the bus. Immediately going to, to Debo, standing there. Showing Debo while she's uniform. giving the sideline report at after <laughs> halftime of Debo running out of the tunnel and then promptly right after that standing on the sideline after we, he's questionable return. He's in street clothes. So I didn't see it. I'm, I'm guessing oh. I was getting some food or something and I missed that. You would, but You would have spit your food out. <laughs> It was hilarious. But she's giving a sideline report on the obvious topic of the game, so the producer, of course, is going to go to the subject that she's giving. Uh-huh. He doesn't know what she's going to say. Oh, he doesn't know that man. she's going to actually report that he's questionable to return as he's standing there with no uniform on. <laughs> that's that, hilarious. That's, that's a team effort. I can't, I'm not going to put this 100% <laughs> on Aaron Andrews because she'd probably talk to the coach. You know, or somebody on the staff during halftime. She doesn't know that he's running out. Maybe you know she's probably uh, who knows. She's not even maybe standing near where he's running out. But then you get the yeah. That this was that was a team fail. But I'm going to give her like half the blame, and I'm going to give the crew who shows it as she's talking about it the <laughs> other half because that to me is not questionable to return. Really? That is out. That's doubtful. 
you don't think he can take the field in the in the tank top and in, in cleats? I, I, that's what we were joking about. Like, hey, he's just a tough guy, right? He's going to run out yeah. there and play some street ball. He's Debo Samuel. He don't need no pads. He's going to play in sweats. Who needs a helmet? Helmet's sweats overrated. He's good to go. Right. So, Hel- yeah, are that, that, that's – but in this season, this season, with all the, right. the, the, the kerfuffle that we had about the sideline reporting and the phony reports and the uselessness of the sideline reporting, that we get that. Like, that that's was that chef's useless. kiss right there, Aaron Andrews. Thank you. <laughs> you, you proved what us right fuck? again. <laughs> Devo Samuel does not have a uniform on at all, his return. It's, it's doubtful. Oh, no, questionable. Questionable. It's questionable to return. <laughs> There's no question. Oh, boy. Uh, that is our awards for conference semifinal weekend divisional round. Uh, we were, did not leave 30 minutes uh, to make these picks. We left no, 15. 18. So. <laughs> yeah, 18 minutes. Let's let's go. Well, 16 after I get the plugs in. Uh, so if you can figure out where to listen to the show and email us and all that good stuff. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes for those conference finals picks. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.com. Blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Championship Sunday, tomorrow. NFC, AFC championships decided who's going to the big game. And maybe our competition decided, depending on how I go against Jay's picks. Uh, So again, Jay is up on me by 2.7 points. So I get to give him the honors to make these picks and then I'll decide which way I'm going after he does it. So here we go. First in the afternoon, tomorrow in the early afternoon, the chiefs visit the Ravens, Kansas city. Now 13 wins on the year, eight and two on the road after their big win in Buffalo, Baltimore, 14 and four, seven and three at home. Uh, The Chiefs will be missing a big offensive lineman. Left guard Joe Tooney's got a bad pack, so that might be a yeah. huge 
injury for them. Uh, no Kadarius Tony, no Sky Moore. Those guys have been trying to come back. They have not been able to get back on the field in the receiving core, and they might not have their linebacker, Willie Gay, who's got a bad neck. Uh, for Baltimore, they finally will get their tight end, Mark Andrews, back on the field from his shin and ankle injury, and they might get Marlon Humphrey as well, their cornerback, back from his calf injury. The Chiefs are the defending champions, and they're still the underdogs, plus four points at the Ravens. Well, I'll tell you what. You just said it. One team's getting healthy, and the other team's getting knocked out. Uh, boy, you don't want to be losing offensive linemen against this team, do you? you? You don't want to be losing one of your top guys going up against this Baltimore defense that's, just all, that's already pretty tenacious, and they are getting Marlon Humphrey back. It's uh, reported he is going to play. Uh, right. They're getting Mark Andrews back, too. So now another weapon for Lamar Jackson. And, boy, this matchup, though, there's there's so much going on here. This isn't the – there's not a lot of history between these two because the Ravens have been coming up so small in the early rounds of the playoffs and, and really haven't been there much the last like, – so we don't have a lot. There's no animosity as much between these two teams as you'd have with, like, Baltimore and Pittsburgh or, you know, something, you know, where, where there's that rivalry. So this is relatively new, plus the Chiefs on the road again. And this isn't the team that, that they can sun and, and they're the daddy of. I don't think there's a daddy in this game. It's just going to be probably right now, the, it's truly the two best teams in the conference going toe-to-toe. Is Dr. Lamar going to be able to come up big against Patrick Mahomes on the road with all the Swifties and, you know, and that, that patched together makeshift wide receiver court. It's really Rishi Rice and, and dudes. At least it's not just dudes. Now at least there's a guy and dudes. <laughs> so he, he's at least gone to that point. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco's banged up. So, yeah, all week, though. And this is why this. I'm not even going to have to really dance around stats or any of that. I've been on Baltimore all week, and I'll tell you why. Because if Baltimore doesn't do this, I'm I'm just picking the Chiefs next week. <laughs> because then it's all set up, right? You've got the whole thing set up. We're gonna get the, it's the it's the Taylor and Travis show, the Hallmark movie. They can be the stars of their own Hollywood movie. Oh, it's just so disgusting. The Ravens, you are our last best hope <laughs> to stop the national nightmare that is the the, the Travis and Taylor show. And you're the best team in the NFL, and, and and you guys have handled your business. You're doing it at home. Um, that that running attack. This is the smartest team. It's not the Bills. I mean, this is one of the best run organizations. Some of the best coaching. Like we said, the master class in halftime adjustments. I don't think the Chiefs they sh- they shouldn't have as much of a chance as I think people are going to give them because I think Baltimore is that good, and they're at home. And I think it's going if if Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs, they slay this dragon. Hey, all right, great. Hey, I'm going to give you the clap. This is an all-timer. I've been on them, and now I'm off. I'm taking Baltimore. I think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL, and they deserve to go to the Super Bowl. No, don't give them the clap. That's that's not nice. Um, I, I think a lot of people agree with you, obviously, that that line started at, what, three, three and a half, and money's going mm-hmm. on the Ravens, which is kind of shocking to me. Uh, yeah, the the last hope for uh, against the ta- Taylor and and uh, Travis at midfield uh, in Vegas at the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, he might God. even get on a knee or something. Uh, that, that would oh, really, yeah, that Ill. would be the Hollywood ending. That would be getting it right Ill. there. Yeah, that, please no be ref it. shenanigans. Well, I do not have the refs as my X factor. And <laughs> if the refs, are, oh, if there's shenanigans, I'm gonna be mad. 
I know. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll hear all about it if there are. Uh, my off the beaten path stats for this uh, for this matchup and the next one all about the defense this week because uh, I think defense will decide both of these games. Uh, for the Chiefs, uh, KC had the second most quarterback pressures in the league this year uh, with 181. So we know how Chris Jones and company get down. Uh, they get off to the quarterback and they make the quarterbacks make mistakes just like they made. Josh Allen make the mistake on the uh, the big throw uh, to Shakir that could have won it for Buffalo last week. For the Ravens, they led the league in sacks with 60, but that's not even the off-the-beaten-path stat. They did it blitzing 22% of their pass rushes, which was the oh. eighth lowest blitz yeah. rate in the league. So you see how they get after it, Matabike and all those guys on their defensive line. So that's going to be sort of mano a mano D-line in which defense can get after and disrupt and affect the quarterback, and I think that's what wins uh, this particular game. I don't care how beat up the Miami and Buffalo defenses were. I never would have thought that Pat Mahomes would get this crew with these weapons. Dude, I'm doing my scare quotes with these weapons. Yeah. I would have never thought he would have got them past these two rounds and made it to the yeah. conference finals. I'm amazed. Uh, that he got into that war last weekend and came out on top. Now, his best play, Andy Reid's most creative ideas, uh, they need all of that. They need, they're going to need all of that in Baltimore. Uh, PFF Podcast had a stat. Pat has a 1.8% turnover-worthy throw rate in his entire playoff career. All of his playoff games put together. Man. 1.8% turnover-worthy throws. That's almost flawless. He's unbelievable. He might be the greatest fucking quarterback of all time. I'm sorry. He might be. Uh, and will that be enough versus the Ravens? That's the big question. Now, Lamar was flawless last week versus Houston. Will that continue versus the Chiefs? I didn't think he was going to run crazy like like that. The, again, the, the halftime adjustments were, were wonderful. and, and This just, is when you need him. This is what exactly. you need him for. But, uh, I didn't know Houston was going to blitz and, and play man as much as they did, which is asking – for him to run on you, really. They, they're begging for it. I don't think Kansas City will do that. I don't think uh, Steve Spagnuolo will, will do that. Uh, I think he's smarter than that. I, I respect the hell out of what Baltimore has done with their offense under Todd Munkin. Uh, I can see them figuring out the winning formula. So I, this is the one that I flip-flopped on because I can see Baltimore getting it done, but I'm, I'm swayed. I'm swayed by the Mahomes magic. He really shouldn't be in the AFC title game with these weapons. And he's there, and I'm going to trust him in his yeah. sixth straight AFC title game. Lamar in his first. It should be a great game. It should be a great battle. I got the Chiefs. Yeah, so you're you're going the flip of me, but no, I I just I think the Ravens are. They've shown me. They their their wins against top teams. They've been no doubters. Uh, they they're that level right now. I don't know if anybody else in the league is at that. I thought San Francisco. But, eh. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, it's probably the Super Bowl tomorrow. It usually is that way. I don't even know about that. It all depends on how uh, San Fran turns themselves around. They have the ability to take both of these teams out. They do. If they, if are they you play taking Brock level. Purdy over Patrick Mahomes? Uh, it is one point. I'm just saying, that's why, that's why I said <laughs> Yeah. You better you better snipe me and get the lead because I'm telling you right now if the Chiefs make it through I'm taking them. All right, uh, who's your X factor for this one? Uh, I don't hate, I don't like obvious X factors, but it's got to be Mark Andrews, right? How 
coming off the injured uh, list, you know, eligible to return. He comes back in, goes back into that mix now with likely. Is he a decoy? Is he full go? That, to me, is the big X factor, because if that's a full steam, Mark Andrews, yeah, it, it could be fun for Baltimore. That's another huge weapon. Uh, like Lamar said, two heavyweight uh, two heavyweights going at it is, is what he sees, and, and uh, adding uh, Mark Andrews is just adding another uh, another outlet for him, another another weapon. Uh, I'm going defense. I'm staying with my defensive theme for both of my X factors. Sure. Uh, Nick Bolton, the uh, Chiefs middle linebacker, he's someone's gonna have, gonna have to spy Lamar Jackson because uh, uh, Willie Gay probably would be, but he again he might not be able to, to make it out there. Um, even if he does, he might be slowed down. So I think it's gonna have to be Bolton. I don't think they want to use Bolton in that respect. I think they want him. To, to take one of those two tight ends, likely, or, or Andrews, and, and, and cover them. But I, I don't think they have a choice. I think they have to keep somebody to keep an eye on Lamar. You can't just play man and have everybody running back uh, with their backs to Lamar, and then Lamar goes, oh, okay, I'll just run and, and go for 20, 30 yards. You can't do that. So Nick Bolton's my X Factor. they got to keep an eye on Lamar. That was – you actually uh, – that was my runner-up. Yeah. Uh, all right, Detroit, San Francisco in the uh, NFC title game. Lions up to 14 wins, San Fran up to 13. San Fran 6-3 and three at home, and Detroit 6-3 and three at this year on the road. Uh, all their best uh, beat-up guys uh, for Detroit, uh, all the, they're all playing naturally because everybody plays for that, that coach, Dan Campbell. Yeah. All the, the Laporta, and the center Frank Ragnow, Josh Reynolds, all those guys are beat up, but they're all going to play, of course. Um, and for San Fran, of course, the biggest question, Debo Samuel and that jacked up shoulder, he's going to suit up. They didn't know all week, but he, they made the decision. He's going to actually play. Now, the big question, will he be just a decoy? He's the, the, as big an X factor for that game as Andrews is for the for the Baltimore game. Uh, much bigger spread here, of course, Lions plus seven at the 49ers. Yeah, uh, I'll make this one easy for you. After seeing what I saw from the Niners last week, I'm taking the points. That's, uh, to me... I don't know if that was uh, some yips with Brock Purdy, but he didn't look right. I, I'm not going to attribute that all to the rain. That's not a very good Packers defense that was giving them some trouble, and he made some he made some throws that just, it was your worst of the week. It was so bad. He made some throws that you're just like, what are you doing? I counted it yeah. like I said, at least four balls that should have been picked. Some two balls right into guys' hands. And, and against a not very good defense. I know they played better recently. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that Lions, uh, I don't know if the Lions are going to have just free runners going after him the whole game. And their back end is really bad. But the back end of the Lions is the only part where these teams aren't evenly matched. They both run the ball excellently. They both stop the run excellently. They're both almost the same in yards per game, passing yards per game, points per game. Uh, Lions are a lot better on third downs than the Niners are, which is weird considering how prolific that offense was. But they probably didn't have a lot of third downs uh, for how many yards they got for play. That makes sense. But the only glaring weakness, and if it's what does the Lions in, is the back end. It probably is what does them in, but I think they I think they can hang with these guys. I don't think there's a, a lack of confidence. And at least one quarterback on this team has been to the Super Bowl. That's true. So I'm going to take the Lions and the points. Um, that would be a gargantuan bounce back for San Francisco. I'm sure there's a lot on tape, and they were able to have a lot of coachable moments. 
but man, you know, the, the Lions, uh, so many ways they come at you. All those rookies, all that, the way they run it, the way they throw it, I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the points. All right. Uh, for Detroit, there are 124 missed tackles this season, fifth most missed tackles in the league. For San Fran, they tied Chicago with 22 INTs, most in the NFL. Their 28 total turnovers were only three off the league lead. Uh, The kneecap biters, one win from the Super Bowl, got to go through the fighting Brock Purdy's. Football fans, fans of athletes, watch the old linemen from both teams, Panay Sewell and Trent Williams. Both are dancing bears. They get out on the perimeter and they bury people. It's so much fun to watch them pull and, and beat up people. Uh, it's not surprising that Detroit is a touchdown underdog, despite the two wins in the playoffs so far. Those are at home. Those are not perfect games, though the Rams game was pretty close to flawless. But now they go out west to try to take down the top seed. That's a tall task. Naturally, there's trepidation on the Niners side after that flat outing versus the Packers. And, of course, there's a question of how healthy is Debo Samuel. Now, everyone pointed out correctly how less potent the numbers are for the Niners when Debo's not on the field. I still like San Francisco. Because Debo wow. will be on the field, even if he's a decoy, that's a hell of a decoy. And because Brock Purdy struggling can be attributed to the rain, which was a factor. And most importantly is that Kyle Shanahan offense versus a 27th ranked pass defense. I'm sorry. I, the Lions are terrible in the back end, and you know that. Uh, it's Purdy's time to shine. It's Purdy's time to amend last year's NFC title game nightmare. Unless they snap his elbow back, uh, I'm taking the 49ers, and I'm giving the seven points, and I'm putting it all on the line against you this week. If I go down, wow. if I go over two, it's all over. Yeah, I mean, even if we split, yeah, there's four, There's only four possible outcomes, right? That's right. Two of those outcomes, I have to pick the winner. One of those outcomes, you have to pick the winner. And one of those outcomes, it's over. So I'm, I'm putting it on so the line is, here. It's... Right, so you're playing, you're playing the odds. That's the 75% chance that you go at least one and one against me, right? With, and you stay alive another week. Or you throw it all on the table. You only did one against me, but you feel that confident. This several years ago, you, you appreciated it when I did it because I put it all out there and would have blown the whole season. I, and you, you really, really want to make that Super Bowl pick, which, which I get. Cause <laughs> I, know, I don't know if you're the same way I'm feeling because if the Chiefs win, that's it. They win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm doing. No, I'm not uh, completely convinced, although I probably would lean that way too. Uh, but no, I had to do it because I was flexible on Baltimore KC, depending on your San Fran Detroit. That's the one I was not flexible on. I got the Niners to bounce back and, and take advantage of those Lions. The Lions are so bad uh, through the air, and the Niners are so good. It just seems like too big of a mismatch to me for to go against them and, and take the kneecap biters. I, I can't can't do it. No, I, like I said, all the everything statistically is even except for the Lions' pass defense. And is and, and the question is, like, Baker Mayfield exploited it, Matt Stafford exploited it. Is Brock Purdy in this spot, right? This is the revenge spot. I know they're not playing the Eagles, but this is the spot, right? Brock Purdy right. gets hurt last year. He left. All you had to oh, we had our quarterback. We would have won. We would have gone. <laughs> but this is the spot. Don't get hurt, Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> poetic, uh, if that happens, I mean, rips his arm up third play in the oh. game or whatever it is. That's my team. Yeah. It's my quarterback. So uh, we'll see. I mean, two great games. I, I, the only 
again, you know, 50% chance I'm still picking the Super Bowl, and then 25% chance you are, 25% chance the whole thing is over, and it doesn't matter what we think about the Super Bowl. So that that makes it fun. I appreciate your your you know your bravery in doing that. And I there's a chance I would have went with the Lions on a couple of different points. Uh, if it was raining again, because obviously Brock Purdy is different in the rain. It's not just last week. That that, that ugly ass game that they lost in Cleveland in the regular season. That was an ugly. Drippy, rainy game. And well, was that, that was also terrible in that he, game too. Where he had the game-winning drive and they missed the field goal that game. Yeah, but but he still wasn't very good before but that, that. Cleveland Cleveland's defense was different at home. I don't get it. Yes, yes, it was very much. Uh, but but that game it was you know, not just the Cleveland defense, but again the weather. I clearly this guy's affected by by the weather. Some quarterbacks are like that. Okay. So if it was raining, I would have possibly went with the Lions. And if Debo was ruled completely out. I may have completely, uh, I may have gone with the Lions because again, Debo on the field versus Debo off, totally different animal. Totally. Right. How effective is he tomorrow? That's almost like the health of Debo Samuel can be. I would yeah. give my X Factor. Ah. ah. Uh, didn't make it on the air for the X Factor. Uh, I went offense. You went defense for both. I'm going with Jamison Williams. Okay. It's time for Jamison Williams to go <laughs> out there and have. Finally, it's time. He needs to go out there and have one of those, you know three catches for a buck 10 and two touchdown type games. Mm. He, he is clearly capable of doing it. They, they need to unlock Jamison Williams because he's the third, the fourth, the fifth guy, right? He, he's that burner who, he, he, you know, the Gabe Davis, well, like, he's just got the game breaking ability um, where yep. he'll just wreck an entire week, especially fantasy wise. Um, when he goes out and has games like that, but but you're not accounting for that, and he needs to do it. Uh, like they, they they need all hands on deck here, and he clearly has the talent. He's been getting some balls thrown his way, but you clearly see where that that offense runs through Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. They need another guy. He mm-hmm. needs to be the deep threat because those two guys aren't going deep. Amon Ross St. Brown no, is not a deep threat. And Laporta uh, can't like, go deep because he's limping around. Yeah, you, you need to be able to take the top off of somebody. He is the main candidate to do it. Go out there and do it. That's my X factor. All right. Uh, yeah, but not only I, uh, did I stay uh, defensive, but I stayed the same damn position uh, because uh, the Lions' middle linebacker, Alex Anzalone, uh, will have mm-hmm. to cover George Kittle. Uh, he got six pass defenses on the year. He's got to be the guy to trail Kittle down the middle of the field. Uh, it's a big game. It's a nationally televised game. That's when Kittle is at his best. That's when he's trying to do the most because he's almost as big of a glory hound as Kelsey is. Um, uh, and some, yeah. Somebody's got to stick with him, so it's going to have to be Anzalo. Kittle's got to get himself a, a rock star girlfriend. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably got about five of them. He just doesn't make it a right? public thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know he's going to show up with the posse. <laughs> that's right. Or he might have Taylor uh, Secret. That might be her next uh, album. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not saying. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, she might thru- be the, some thruple action going on, maybe. She might be the next Kardashian. You know, you get one athlete Don't and you go. just can't stop. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, yeah. No. Uh, I hope it's not anything like that. Uh, anyway. So so that's our uh, our big preview. Yeah, I'm I'm putting it all on the line, brother. 
I'm, I'm shoving all in. See how it works out. Are, are you still there? I am. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have too much else after that. No, I, I don't. It's that that was a that was a long loud show. It took a lot. <laughs> no, my throat's my throat's like killing me because I talk all day, and then I right. do this. So right. I, I don't lose the voice, but I start getting to that point where it's like it start getting scratchy. Yeah, it's getting fatigued. And I'm gonna wake. I'll, I'll, yeah, well, you know when I when my voice will be weak is when I wake up tomorrow morning and it'll be like, oh, oh. Yeah. I don't want to talk. Yeah, yep. so no, I'm good. I'm ready to watch some football. Uh, get up in the morning and do some put a, put together. I'm looking forward to getting up, putting together a few DFS lineups tomorrow to give me another edge for watching the game. You know, mm-hmm. I'll probably do a, a two game slate and then I'll probably make a uh, one for each game. You know. Because it's getting towards the end of the season, so I got to blow my bank now. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like money in the bank. You might as well. You can't win if you don't play. So. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'm, yeah. I'll put a little Jamison Williams. He'll be cheap. You're your, your guy. No, I, I'm always scared of him. Every uh, Lions game I watch, I'm like, oh man, please. I, I hope they don't start lighting it up to him because he could just beat anybody if they if they decide to focus if, on. If he's so, yeah, if they could just unlock that, that would mm-hmm. be something for them. And he's had flashes, uh, but needs that moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be making my uh, my plays for uh, for this game. I, I guess I'll be doing uh, under for the uh, Chiefs Ravens and over for the Niners and, and the Lions because I just think. Okay. That, Niners should put up a whole bunch of points and no, three we're not, or four touchdowns we're not, for, for Purdy. We're not looking for weather in Baltimore. Little rain, little rain in the forecast. I don't, I don't okay. think it's going to be uh, all game long like it was in San Fran last week. Man, but yeah, definitely that was, some. That was sloppy. Yeah, yeah, all all game long. But, but yeah, just uh, I don't know if it's going to be all game, but it's definitely some rain in the in the forecast in Baltimore. Um, and San Fran looks perfect, you know. As, as San Fran tends to look normally, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the matchup. That's the uh, the conference finals tomorrow. Uh, Jay's got Baltimore and Detroit, and I've got KC and San Francisco, and the the battle will be raged. If we split, of course, Jay is still ahead, but I can still yep. catch him in the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's the stakes. That's what's on the line. I just want right. to win the Baltimore pick right off the bat and make you sweat for three hours. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, like we said, either way, you know, the uh, if I lose one game, uh, if I if I disagree with the San Fran Detroit game, uh, it would still be on the line next week. Um, exactly. So if even if we disagreed on one, well, what's the point? Because it's no. the same outcome. The only outcome that you're putting at risk here is losing it all. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see how how it all works out. I, I uh, I'm a gambling man, but sometimes it doesn't work in my favor uh, as it has this week uh, with some of these college basketball games. But, ugh, man. Uh, but, well, but hopefully it'll get better in the future. All right. All right, everybody, enjoy your conference finals championship Sunday tomorrow. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, uh, like you said, a loud, wild uh, version. Uh, of in much less detail to podcast our football party uh we'll be back next sunday they plan to be next sunday any uh objections or any issues with next oh it says jay has dropped so never mind about next sunday he really wanted to get the hell out of here <laughs> as soon as i started breaking it down he was like all right i'm gone so 
uh, Jay uh, will take his voice and, and go off to bed and I will uh, decide what outro music I want to play and I'll make my way uh, uh, to my own bed as well. Uh, but yes, we are planning on next Sunday for our uh, honors and dishonors. It's uh, our normal day for honors and dishonors is uh, the Sunday in between the uh, conference title games and the Super Bowl. So that's what we're aiming for once again. Uh, and so unless he texts me during the week and lets me know something different, we shall be back uh, next Sunday uh, to do the uh, honors and dishonors and get you ready for the big game the week after that on the, uh, is that the 12th of February or the the 11th? Sunday, February 11th for the big game. Uh, so that's what we're looking for next week. Honors and dishonors next Sunday. Conference championship games tomorrow. Everybody enjoy your football, and we will talk to you next Sunday night. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.